evening family how are you doing today uh for those of you that i did not get a chance to say hello to i couldn't keep up tonight but i'm certainly glad that you were here and i hope you all had an absolutely beautiful day um apologies for canceling last night's show um 
had a brother of mine pass away, a brother from another mother, um, went to college together, going to film school. He was my lab partner for four years during the college. We were pretty darn close. Matter of fact, uh, we, when we were asked originally in film school, all the people were asking, do you prefer to make movies? Do you prefer to watch them? We were the only two going to film school, I mind you, that said we'd rather make movies. So we became pretty close quickly. We became good friends. Um, went to, uh, a uh, memorial online last night because he uh, passed away in California. That's where he is today. And of course he works for the movies and they made him get the vaccination and had a heart attack, 40 years old, pretty sad. Um, it was sad last night, um, coming together. It was, it was good to be part of the memorial, but it was also sad because half the people there knew exactly what this was about and brought up the vaccination. The other half are all from California arguing, call us crazy conspiracy theorists. So then the memorial, turned weird really really quick but um oh man the, the hardest part was he's not a not a christian so um oh man that, it, that's the hard one to do as a matter of fact it was the first thing that jeff asked me to you know he's like you know everybody's worried about this and that but then anybody worry about his salvation and, and sadly this is the importance as jeff said of holding that line continuing to work in people's lives and uh no matter how annoying you may be to them trying to get them you know to find christ uh it's the greatest gift you can ultimately give them. So don't stop trying. No matter how much they turn or don't want to listen to what you're having to say, don't stop, guys. Don't stop. You're doing the greatest thing you could ever do for them. Guys, it's Kilted Christian episode 538. Tonight is the Tower of Babel. And I've got Jeff here to talk about it with this. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, rise of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. Right. And Mimo, I, I actually did ask his parents um, if he had found God and he had been saved, and they said that he wasn't interested in religion. So uh, unfortunately, I do know that that wasn't in his cards before he passed away, sadly. Um uh, that's probably the hardest thing about all of this is just knowing that there's nothing you can do now. Um, and real quick before I bring Jeff in, um, so I got uh, the second, another part of the order out today. The rest of that stuff's going to be going out um, either tomorrow or the next day. I'm having to bring it bit by bit because I only have so many arms. And there's three that ended up coming back that were completely smushed. Um, fortunately, they were shirts and only one of them was salvageable. Um, but I got all those out in the mail again today. So Steve Cusick, um, yours is on the way. Apparently, uh, the mailman didn't care for it too much and crushed the box. Um, <laughs> and it was amazing how you can destroy a shirt. Fortunately, like I said, only one shirt was destroyed. The other ones are okay. Um, small towns in a small post office. I'm not even sure that we've got more than one person working at our post office other than the uh, the guys that deliver the mail to your mailboxes. Because every time I go in there, it's like one dude. Work in the entire post office. Never has a smile on his face. Just like every other post office in this country. Jeff, brother, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing better than that postman, I promise you. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, as many boxes as he sees a day, he went postal on that thing. No, he, <laughs> he probably that's, just got mad and started slamming. That's what I imagine. Like, Mimo, we had a good post office in Cedar Park, but we had like four <laughs> people working there. I'd imagine... It probably went down. He's like, I don't know what happened to that box. And if you get the security camera, he's stomping all over it after like four cups of coffee. 
kicking and it around, throwing it against around, the truck. Like made a little made a little goal out of other boxes they were supposed to ship so they could just use them as a goal for soccer. That's that's funny. We needed that after hearing about somebody could have possibly died and went to hell. I, yeah. I know, I know. That's why I went with one to the other. Yeah, um, I mean although, that's, that's heart wrenching, dude. I mean no, that's it is. That's why I tell people all the time. Don't please don't wait till tomorrow because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. I can only hope when you told me that I was hoping, yeah, I was thinking, Lord, just be merciful to him. And and I hope and I pray with all that I am that regardless of what he thought in his life, that in his last moments, he at least cried out to Jesus. I, uh, I hope so. I don't know. People were there for that. I hope so. Um, you know, it's one thing to me, and this is my fault. You know, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to tell you what I feel guilty about right now so that you guys don't make the same mistake that I did. I love my friends. I knew that half of them, you know, the people that I used to hang out with were anti a lot of what I'm into. And instead of worrying about their salvation, I was more worried about losing a friend. And now look where we are. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that was on me. That was on me. And that was ultimately, um, as, as sad as I was to lose my buddy, I cried because I didn't do more than I should have. And I had the opportunities to do it. I've talked to him since I started Kilted Christian. I've talked to him the more and more I've become closer and closer to God. But in my stupid head, I was more worried about bringing it up and then losing another friend rather than his salvation. So, um, guys... Once again, it's going to tell you the same thing. Learn from the mistake that I just made. I am guilt-ridden over this right now. It doesn't matter if you lose friends because you're going to get them back in heaven if you can get them saved. You may lose them on this earth, but you'll get them again in heaven. Don't stop working in their lives. That should be the number one thing that we're all worried about. And that yeah, was very, my very bad. True. My bad. I feel terrible about it. Keep on planting those seeds. We talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time, the importance of it. You know what I'm saying? But then we run into these situations every now and then where you're like, you know what? I love this person. I don't want to lose them out of my life. So we halt some of the things that we need to be focused on. Yeah, it brings up James 122, you know, be you not, uh, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving your own selves. And we're all guilty of that. But something I learned a long time ago is when I, when I, when I know someone's approaching me and I'm doubting, I'm not judging, but doubting their salvation, there, there's kind of like, all of a sudden there's this fear that comes over you or this, this part that you want to say something, but you don't say something. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you that's, that's from the opposing side and it's trying to fight you from talking to that person. Yeah. Go ahead and talk to that person because yeah. when you feel that that's more to me, I've learned over the years, that's more of when I need to talk to that person, you know? And, and like I said, we're, we're all guilty of that. Don't beat yourself up or that brother. It, you know, it happens, but through this, you know, at least maybe the Lord has showed you, you know, Hey, from now on, when I talk to somebody, I'm going to ask them, you know, and if they hate me, they hate me kind of thing. Cause that's, that's what's happened to me. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to ask you. Yeah. See, and that's the thing is um, I can promise you right now, the, the guilt that I'm feeling right now is a whole lot worse than it would have been just losing my buddy, you know, to, to a friendship because at least he would have, at least I would have known that I had, had made some kind of effort. And I do all the time. It's amazing the people that I talk to. You know, there's not a day that I don't that goes by where I don't talk about God with multiple people throughout the day. And then the people in your life, like I said, you just it's sad because we the world has gotten to the point where they're dividing us so much, they're deceiving us and misleading us so much. 
this same scenario right now, if I had, had dealt with this like seven or eight years ago, would have been totally different because at the very least he would have been like, I'm not, in, you know, but there wouldn't have been an argument. He would have been like, okay, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. We are living in those days now where people will literally not talk to you any longer, turn their backs on you because of your religious beliefs, because of your political beliefs and so forth. And, you know, once again, something we don't need to worry about anymore. We need to That's focus right. on, on what's best for them. And if, you know what, if they're upset with you and they turn your back, like, you know I mean? It's not yep. like you did something devious. You did something great. And that was planting those seeds. So kind of way I look at it now is, am, am I supposed to obey man or am I supposed to obey God? And what did Jesus tell us to do? Spread the gospel, Spread the love gospel. our neighbors, you know, exactly. love our neighbors ourselves. And we need to, you know, I've lost a lot of friends in my life. I've had people walk up and I'd, you know, be reading my Bible and hadn't seen them in years and start talking to them about the Lord and stuff. And, you know, we've hold a conversation, but then after that, it was like, you could just feel the atmosphere. They didn't want to be around you anymore. And that's okay because I'm not going to stand guilty in, in heaven, give an account on why I didn't ask this person. Why didn't I share the gospel with this person? Why didn't I tell this person about the Bible? Why didn't I tell this person about Jesus? That's okay with me. You can hate me the rest of your life. I don't really care, but I'm going to obey God the best I can. Exactly. You know, it's just, you, we say it all the time, man. We, we, we're running out of time. You know, so, you know, it's more, like I said, it's in our benefits and everyone's benefit, whether they turn their back on, where they hate you, where they don't want to see you any longer. You've done them the greatest favor. They may not recognize it, but at least when you go to heaven and God says, what have you done? You can be like, I tried. Yeah. You know, and, it's kind of um, like a video I sent you the other day where the, uh, colored gentleman was standing in the street talking and those in my demonic possessed oh, people is what man. I think it is. But you know, they, they were all but attacking him physically. No, they, and it looked like they were going to, man. They were, man, yeah. that woman right there was trying to say that there is no Adam and Eve, that that uh, it was Lilith who hooked up with Satan. Like, I mean, talk about some demon stuff. And you know, and you know what shocked me, Jeff? You know what shocked me the most about that? Is that the woman obviously knew something about Scripture. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, she said she grew up in a Pentecostal home. Okay, because she was throwing out, you know, some knowledge and, and at the same time, like, turning a back on it. You know, I was kind of like, whoa. And then it just got real evil. And this guy, I got to give it to the black man, though. He held his ground. He knew his scripture. And he's like, bring it on, guys. You but know, yeah, he, but she, she was like a demon. I think of it is she doesn't even, she's so wrapped up in, in the world that she doesn't even realize that verbally she just damned her own soul unless she repents and turns to Christ, there, there's, I'm sorry, there's no hope for her other than Jesus because she blatantly said that she came up in a Pentecostal home and she knew obviously enough about Genesis and some of the, you know, I guess conspiracies is like I like looking at because yeah. I don't believe in the whole Lilith thing and I'm not going to argue that, but yeah. whatever. I mean. But she you knew know, enough, yeah. you know, to obviously it's like, you know, it's even worse. It's not like she was ignorant, you know, and, and just confused. Like she knew and was like, she was an actual lost, possessed person. Straight, is how, how straight up, it. straight up. That's just one of the reasons that I picked tonight's topic, Tower of Babel. Um, so I'm going to play a clip real quick, guys. I'm playing this one from my phone because um, I don't have Facebook. Um, this was sent to me by Jay Wu earlier. I sent it to a couple of people. Um, I'm going to play this clip real quick. This is crazy. Um, Jeff and I have discussed this. Um, I've had discussions with a couple other people. Um, Tam, I've talked to uh, Jay Wu. I want to hear your guys' opinion on this right here and where you sit. This is the great example of battling the flesh 
and listening to the spirit and trying to figure out which way you need to go. And this is a tough one. So I'm going to play this clip for you real quick and we'll get into a discussion. Wait on law enforcement. Um, I just exit this residence right here. Um, my last victim. Um, I was able to obtain the names and addresses of the individuals who did this to my 11-year-old son, and I went to each and every one of their homes, and I unalived them in the most graphic and horrific way possible. I know my life is over. I really don't care. I might get 25 to life. I might go to pine oil heaven. I might get the lethal concoction, in which case I don't really give a fuck. I hope in the wake of my death, the conversation can be had in regards to the overall consequences pertaining to teenagers and their parents when they decide to strip off an 11 year old's clothes and rape them wow here come the cops yeah it's crazy so real quick i uh, hope i will find that um clip and i will make sure to put it on our case c because it was a uh, jeff found it on youtube that video with the demon girl. So I'll make sure that I, I copy that over to KC so you guys can watch it. I play it on here, but it was like 17 minutes long of just it just it just use caution. Um, you know, I'm I'm a person that believes things can channel through things. Um yeah. So just, you know, watch it at your your own discretion. I mean, it's 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 pretty good. It's a pretty good video, but um, you know, anyhow. So that video that I just played you guys, um, I'm not gonna lie, man. I battle with the same thing that this guy just went through in my head. I talk about it all the time where I run back and forth, having to pray to God, God, forgive me for thinking what I was thinking. I, I know I shouldn't be thinking that I'm going to run around and take all the sources of the, out of this world. You know, that kind of thing. Well, this guy right here had a son, 11 years old, who was stripped and raped by adults. And the Department of Justice was doing zero about it, nothing about it. So the guy got upset. I don't blame him. He's a father. His 11-year-old boy was raped. And he went out and he killed all, he found the addresses, the names of all the people that did this, went to their house one by one and killed them as graphically, and he, this are his words, I killed them as graphically as I possibly could. And he goes, my life is over. I know this. I don't care. I'm going to be going to jail for 25 years to life. I'll probably end up being put down with the concoction. He goes, still totally worth it. Don't regret what I did. Now, Jeff and I had this conversation before the show, and it's a tough one because we don't want to go around premeditatively killing people, um, even if a bunch of adults raped our 11-year-old boy. But we are also living in a world because we know that God's ultimately going to you know, bring the justice. Um, but we're also living in a world right now where we're supposed to have a DOJ, FBI, you know, all these different sheriff, you know, local police that are supposed to be helping us pull the criminals off the streets. And they're not doing it. You know, so for where this guy came from, um, he went out and took care of the business himself. And like you said, he killed all of them as, as horribly as he possibly could. He wanted them to feel the pain that his son felt. Um, it's a tough one. Like I said, as Christians... We, we want to do the right thing. As a father, watching no justice being taken place on this earth. And there's another little thing in there, too, um, that wasn't in this video. It wasn't a longer one. Is that he, he made the statement, I don't want this happening to anyone else's children. Now, this brings it to a whole nother level because do we want to listen to the, fret, the flesh? No, we want to listen to what God wants us to do. We want to do the right things as Christians. We want to be spiritual, loving, kind beings. 
but he brought up another point is I don't want this happening to anyone else's kids. The department of justice, the police, nobody was doing anything about it, put him into the place where he felt the need to take care of business. So this didn't happen to other children. And I get it because if he had have done something, how many other kids would have been taken advantage of like his child was tough one, huh? Yes. That's, that's a tough call because, you know, like we were talking about, I mean, vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. Um, we're not, you know, we're supposed to forgive to be forgiven. Uh, we're supposed to love. You know, I, I get all these things. But in that same aspect, let me say this, we're not supposed to tolerate evil either. Now, that doesn't mean we go out here and kill people, um, you know, per se. Um, it, that's a tough call. You know, if these, if, if, in the law enforcement knew this was going on and this wasn't the first victim this happened to or whatever, then shame, shame, shame on them. Yeah. Uh, because this is, this is a failed system and it's, it's not just his kid. I mean, there's over 800,000 children that go missing in the United States alone, uh, the United States alone now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you got to ask yourself a question with all the cameras and, and stuff that we have up in every gas station, every street corner, almost every Walmart, every CVS, whatever, whatever store, how are people just missing? You're, you're, you're telling me there's no video footage. So it, it's, in my opinion, it's a broken system and it's something that needs to be fixed. Now, will it ever be fixed? I highly doubt it because we're in the times of sorrows. Um, I'm not saying you can't, but it's going to have to be through repentance of the people and God himself showing mercy and restoring things. Um, but yeah, it's, that's a tough call. It, I mean, it, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Well, the, the, the comments in here are literally on both sides of what I, yeah. my, what I battle with, you know, uh, great Papa Steve says, let him go. I agree. The, I see. I agree that the guy shouldn't spend any time in, in jail. Um, because, you know, in my opinion, this falls under the case of temporary insanity. You, you know, know the I mean? Bible also says an eye for nine, a tooth for a tooth. It does, man, but I would have been taking all of his teeth in both eyes. But um, there again, that's that's Old Testament as well, you know, and that's the thing. We have we have to have dispensations and we have to understand there's difference between same God difference. You know, Old Testament was under a different law and New Testament under different covenant. And, you know, so it's a tough call. And and I pray, you know, I pray that real justice will be done, Amen. period. And, and beyond that, I pray that this man asks for forgiveness, and I pray that God will grant him that forgiveness. And uh, I do God's too. not a liar. He said, if you ask, he will do it. So, And, and I know that God God knows your heart. You know what I'm saying? He yeah, probably doesn't, like, mean, doesn't mean we should run out here and do it because God's going to forgive us if we yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah. You see, it's the same thing about— it's the same thing about waiting to the last day to repent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, ain't, <laughs> like, that ain't how it works, folks. I'm sorry. You just cause you, you may be saved, but you're still going to give an account, you, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, Crafty Nut says government's too big for his britches. Agreed. Tammy says, I can't even imagine. I know it's a tough one to imagine. Red Wolf Healer says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Exactly. That's one of the toughest things that we're dealing with. Um, this guy was provoked. Exactly. Satan. To do what he did. Exactly. Uh, True Patriot says, harming the little ones is my hard line. I'd likely uh, do the same to face man's law, then face father's wrath. And I mean, that's kind of, you know, like I said, I literally lean both ways on this. And then I got to say what Suski says, because I think about this one too. The kid loses without a dad present if he goes to prison. 
it's another valuable point here because you know the kid's obviously still alive. Um, and then Ryan Howard says dead offenders can't reoffend. I agree with that. Um, yeah, and then yeah. Jilly says, uh, too many crimes go unpunished. It's horrible. Bullies are protected. Victims are ignored and vilified. Justice needs to be with God. Man fails many. Um, I agree with all of that. You know, Jay Wu, the more people who abuse children, um, who are put down, the less children will be harmed. See, literally can bring this from both directions. And it's a tough one because like I said, we, we still deal with, with the human side, you know what I'm saying? And it's hard to watch this. It's hard for me to hear that story. And the kids aren't even my kids, you know? So imagine the father finding out, man, you know, kind of what I, well, what I used to be involved with. I'm not going to talk about that, but you know, we've, we've seen a lot um, that goes beyond what's being talked here and it talked about here, but, um, at the end of the day, I don't know. I'm not going to say and tell you what I would do because I don't know. And I, I pray to God, I was never put in that position, but what I do know is this, it doesn't matter what any of us do. You're not going to outrun God's justice, period. whether it's good or bad, you will stand before him and give an account. So Maybe that'll give some comfort. I don't know. You know, he is the ultimate final judge. No, he, he absolutely is. Um, Devo, we started this last week. I mentioned it for a couple of weeks. Um, I figured, uh, you know, when everybody else is moving their times around, this worked out well because I can get to work a little bit earlier at night. And this also opens the opportunity for Jeff to be able to join us more often. So it's kind of a win-win. Um, I know it's 8 o'clock your time. But, uh, man, I'll tell you, dude, this, this world, it, it gets – so much man like I, i'm on my knees praying to god calm me down i've had just crazy anxiety over the last you know week or so and i don't know what it is been praying to god to take it out of my hands i just there's something in my gut that's just telling me that we're on the verge of something something just not sitting right um and on top of that ever since i had that cough like months ago you guys remember that when i had to miss a couple episodes i've had this metallic taste in my nose i can't even taste food any longer man my peanut butter and jelly tastes like my ribs tastes like the chinese that i ate last night and it's sad man because i'm the one that cooks all the food so i can't i can't taste it like i could and i know i'm complaining about something stupid there's way more thing to be complaining about exactly there's metal in my lungs i can guarantee that because it's a it's a a metally taste and it's kind of at the top of your nose you know like where the bridge of your nose is and uh, yeah, breathe out everything I eat, taste it has the same exact aftertaste. I miss food. <laughs> I miss tasting it. I haven't even had an appetite because of it. And I know I've been talking to other people who are who are going through the same exact thing. They're talking about the same exact metallic-y taste in their nose. As we're literally outside today, I was all, man, it was so beautiful yesterday. It was so many, it was all blue sky. There wasn't a chemtrail in the sky. Boy, they made up for that today, Jeff. Oh, it's, it's bad here. I mean, it's, it, I can't even begin to, I can't even begin to tell you. I mean, it's horrible. It is just, I don't know. You so, would think that, well, it just goes to show you who's, who's behind what, I guess. But I mean, if you're, if you're a politician and you don't know that this is being done in the skies and it's even harming your families, <laughs> that's the stupid part about it. Oh, I know. Then um, shame on you because apparently you're spending too much time on some social media platform. If you're not looking up, I mean, there's God. not a day in my life I go out I don't look up. And I'm not looking up for chemtrails. 
I'm looking up hoping that the Lord's coming. I know. I'm That's- like, come on, universe, peel back like a scroll. Come on. <laughs> I, do. I walk a, you know, I walk the dogs and uh, a little bit in the morning times I get them out and, you know, I'm out there and I'm seeing it, but the whole time I'm I'm out there. I mean, I'm I'm praying against this evil and and I'm praying that God will intervene. And I I don't understand. Well, I do understand prophecy's got to be fulfilled, but yeah. you know, it's uh, I'm praying to God. I, I'm not go ahead and spread. Go ahead and destroy the world. My home is not here anyhow, and you're not going to keep this place anyway. You didn't come from a rock. You didn't come from an amoeba. God created man, and He's coming back to destroy what was corrupted in the garden. You know, so. Exactly. See, that's what they're doing. They're putting chemtrails out to try to keep Jesus from being able to see his way through. Yeah. Well, that ain't going to work. It ain't (laughs) going to work. You know, Tammy says the headaches from this crap in the skies are frustrating. Hope says exactly what I talked to my mom about daily. Um, She says they probably have some remedy for themselves. I can guarantee it. My mom asked the same thing. She goes, well, aren't they poisoning themselves? I'm like, yeah, but they got the remedy. You know what I'm saying? All those guys have the cure. They're running around as happy as can be, but we're all complaining about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches tasting like copper well the higher ups do but i'm not so sure that the little people down on the totem pole do oh no no you know that's that's the thing there's no doubt in my mind that you know the ones up at the top of the poles got probably cures for cancer Uh, but yeah mimo says zeolite to take some zeolite i have to give that a shot that's you know that's the thing, folks. You got to remember something. This 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 world's not going to be here forever. It's going to be destroyed, completely destroyed. And so go ahead and do it. Let's get on with it. Awesome. Come on, yeah. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yeah, Mima says that uh, Sarge Report did a show on that. I'm going to definitely check that one out because um, I just I miss a taste of food. And I hope, man, watch. Yeah, Pfizer's probably the one that's in charge of creating that remedy. Um, speaking of Pfizer and Moderna and all those other things, um, Tucker had a uh, interview a couple of weeks ago and man, uh, something was brought up that I had never thought about before, but he's dead on. Right. So Jeff, when you turn on your television, how many, how many uh, pharmaceutical commercials do you see a day? They, oh, there's tons they, of they them. jam them on your TV. Right. So you're thinking that what are they, what are the advertising for? They're trying to sell their product. We, you would be wrong if you think that. So this is, and it, this is mind blowing, but this is exactly what's going on. So pharmaceutical advertises on television, not to sell their products. They sell their products to the doctors. The doctors get kickbacks and the doctors are going, Hey, take Xantex, take Hugaga Laga Florganide or whatever crazy drugs they got out there. So the doctors are prepaid in order to push these drugs. They don't rely on you going into your doctor saying, you know, doctor, I'd like to try some Xantex. They said it worked on, no, it's not how it works. The doctor is the one that makes these decisions. And what they do is they make their decisions off of who's paying or give, like I said, giving them kickbacks for this medicine. So what is the reason that they advertise? It's basically, it's a prepaid hush money. So they they put their advertisements on. It's kind of like a book deal. If, if you were to hand Comey a million dollars for doing corrupt stuff, you'd be like, wait a minute. Why did he get that million dollars? Is it because he did corrupt stuff? No. What do you do? You make a book deal. And then all of a sudden it looks like it's something legit. So that's exactly what the advertising for pharmaceuticals is, is they give money to all the networks for one reason only. Shut your mouths about our lawsuits. Shut your mouths about side effects. Shut your mouths about anything that's going to hurt our industry. And in return, nobody talks about it. Your media calls you a conspiracy theorist for talking about it. 
Um, and that's what that money is all about. So it has nothing to do with advertising their product for us to see. It straight up has to do with, uh, it's, it's all hush money. It's a way to get Fox to not talk about the problem. It's a way to get CBS, CNN, NBC, and so forth. Like it makes more sense when you really break that one down. Yeah. It's all wickedness. You know, that's, that's the thing. This, this whole thing is so far gone. You know, I've, I've sat and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. The only, the only hope we have is that God will correct it because without that, it ain't going to get corrected. I don't, I don't care what nobody says. I don't care who you put in there as president unless God uses that person, gives them the power, makes things happen. And there again, it'll be all God. It's not going to happen. I mean, I'm sorry. The best thing you can do is get, get right with God, period. Yeah. That's, that's your safest. That's your safest route right there. I mean, it, this temple, we've talked about destroying the whole thing and it needs to be rebuilt from scratch. And, you know, the more you look at it, you're looking at, you're looking at not only our government, but our government agencies, FBI, CIA, CBS, CPS, like everything. And then you've got the companies around our whole world, which are completely bought out, paid for and corrupt as well. So we're not only having to remove a corrupt government system from around the world, we're also having to remove corrupt industries around this world which are literally filling us with poison they're they're profiting off of it they're, they're killing us and making money off of us at the same time yeah i mean there's there's a lot of corruptness and a lot of people i don't think wake up in the morning and, and choose to do i think they just kind of get drawn into the thing kind of like the music industry you know to some degree but it's just sad where it's gone because so many people are are hurting so many people are sick so many people are dying people are losing loved ones you know and the list goes on and on and on and on and on I and I, I say the most important thing is is god's word your relationship with the lord because if if that's right your home's not here anyway nope. and it doesn't really matter nope you just got to live through it the best you can and what's waiting for you on the other side is going to be 100 something you can't even begin to imagine what's waiting for them <laughs> it's more than they want. Yeah, exactly. You know, Red Wolf Healer says it too, you know, and this is a tough one, is that the world is not our home. Um, we are not in it, not of it, and uh, playing into politics is being part of this world. And, you know, it's, it's a good point. Um, it's a sad one too because you, I also want to be aware of what's happening or what our enemy's trying to do around this world. So it's a tough one just to stay yeah. out of. But Red Wolf's 100%. You're You're right. Yeah. You're right. You, you need you need to stay up. You know, it's like I've said on a couple of shows, and you have too, Duncan. You gotta you gotta know who your enemy is, and you gotta know some about what's going on, so that you can, if nothing else, so that you can pray specifically against that. You know, so yeah, you gotta you gotta stand at some, but you can't let it consume you. That's that's the hard part. You know, I was to a point to where a year and a half, two years ago, where it was almost consuming me. And I was like, man, you know, and then God just slowly started pulling me away from that. I still look at stuff and, you know, but I don't get upset over it near like I used to, because I, I know, I know what the end holds for me. And I hope that same holds for y'all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, go through a couple more things. We're going to get into our topic tower people tonight, but, uh, so, Behind White House doors right now, doctors are worried that Joe Biden's um, mental decline is being rapid. Um, even the the uh, interview, <laughs> the interview that James O'Keefe had, apparently all you have to do is get on a dating site and act gay in order to get these people to come out there and spill the beans about what's happening in the government. Um, this was like a cybersecurity dude, too. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's like, dude, you know, your one job is to keep quiet. <laughs> you can't even do that. And is dude, that the one where he was sitting in the bar or the, uh, like with James O'Keefe, it wasn't even like a, a spy, man. It was straight up James O'Keefe. Straight, yeah. I've it's, seen that. It's like any movie that you see where the detective, all he does is put on like a fake mustache and some glasses and, and it's like, everybody doesn't recognize him. <laughs> oh, it's insane. Um, but it's funny, man, that they keep falling for it. So once again, it's time to stop paying taxes. New York City launches a $53 million program to hand out prepaid credit cards to migrant families. And people aren't happy about this. Matter of fact, like little, little pump is a little pimp. Maybe it's little pimp, little pimp, maybe little pump. One of those two Snoop Dogg, um, uh, half dollar, um, AKA 50 cent. Um, all of these guys are now coming out in support of Trump and standing against these other people, man. So it's kind of crazy um, watching the the big flip. And so you got to wonder if these people are just trying to stay out of trouble because they all know Trump's going to win. They're like, oh, crap. I don't want to be on the wrong end of that guy's gun. Yeah, you know, that's, I think I think there's a lot of people, and and there's so much deception going on, we can't really narrow it down. But I think a lot of people are just – it's all for show. In other words, you know, I, there's a select few that I just don't, I don't know. I just, I'm not until God through my spirit, through his spirit shows me and reveals to my spirit. I'm just not going to believe. I don't care what they say, um, but you could be on something there. I mean, you know, I seen where Hawaii is. I think they officially took him off the ballot. Yeah. They, um, they took him off the ballot today. Um, uh, the appeals court decided that, that um, the president does not have immunity. So a lot of people are like, whoa, man, I can't believe that. And I'm like, no, hold up right there. That means that no president has immunity. That means that Obama, Biden, and all these other guys um, don't have immunity too. So this may not be a bad thing in the long run. You got to wonder. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder when you think outside the box like we do, you know, is there – is there something else at work here? You know, and my hope is that there is, but in all honesty, I don't get excited about it anymore. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, the old saying years ago, uh, no one's coming to save you, but Jesus himself. Okay. And yeah, exactly. That's how I look at it. Hey, Trammell, great to see you. I haven't seen Trammell there in a long time. Great to see you. Um, Next, we got a U.S. now has the smallest head of cattle since the 70s, thanks to Bidenomics. So, even our cattle industry, you know, which is pretty big in certain states, man. It's like the industry. Um, lowest we've ever had. So once again, bit by bit, they're removing our ability to feed ourselves so they can give us the fake lab-grown meat and uh, Z-bugs. But, okay, you said something there that really gets me. Uh, you said Bidenomics. Yeah, Bi- Bidenomics. I, I think everyone in here knows who's behind that and is – Initials are BG. Yeah. Okay. That would and I be, don't mean R as in the letter. I mean A-R-E. Bill Gatonomics. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because he's come out now. He's wanting to give a shot to all these things to reduce the carbon emissions, you know, to, oh, no, from cows. Putting the vaccinations in the cows so that we can yeah. get them, man. And he's testing, he's testing yeah. coos, like yeah. straight up healing coos. Funny how they give, they give the, uh, in my opinion, they give the puppet all the credit when the ones that are on the stage behind the curtain are the ones really doing it. Exactly. Uh, and again, that's my opinion. 
Well, it's not just your opinion. Apparently, that is the opinion of Vladimir Putin, too, because uh, it, it did turn out, in fact, and I'll play this little clip here in a minute just to kind of go over what all I'm talking about, but but um, Tucker did go over there and interview Putin. The, the interview is done. Um, it should be posted. Um, he said this one right here is not going to have a paywall. This one's going to be a two-hour interview, unedited, open to everyone, including um, Twitter. So he will be posting that up here soon. As soon as that does, I'll make sure to watch it. I will let you guys know. But it's looking good so far because Putin was asked, uh, do you think that um, Biden won our election fairly? And his comment was like, well, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to get in, into a conversation about American politics. Um, but I will tell you this, that my intel guys told me that your border is uh, operating better than that election did. So, that's, so he's got a good sense of humor. Um, yeah. And he straight up said, he goes, Biden's not running this country. He goes, all of our presidents, with the exception of Trump, have been um, basically run by the puppet masters. Trump just slipped into that that thing. And he was asking, well, what kind of relationship do you and Trump has? He goes, Trump never insulted us. He goes, we had our disagreements, but he never came over insulting our country. He goes, when Trump becomes president again, he goes, we'll talk. We'll start off with the friendship, trust. And he goes, and trust me, we will get things done. We will get things taken care of. You know, so I'm curious. I'm interested to see. And I'm hoping that Tucker went in to ask him about biolabs. What is this war that you're in really about? Because our, our country right now is freaking out right now about Tucker going over there and having this interview. They had no problem with like how many journalists went over there and interviewed Zelensky because that was all propaganda. It's like, we'll give you the microphone so that you can convince everybody why you need money. And then it's easier for us to convince people why we need to send you money. They won't talk to Putin because Putin's going to give his side of the story. And, oh, man, we don't want both sides of the story because we know how it always is. One person's always right and the other one's always wrong. You know how it works? There's never two sides to a story. Um, right. He had every right as a journalist. That's kind of what, you know, journalists do. I'm grateful that he went over there and, and had that interview. And he even said yeah. it. Now, I'll, I'll play that clip where he talks about it. And he was very diplomatic. He's like, I'm not saying to trust everything he says, but watch it for yourself. Do your own research and figure it out yourself. You know, um, it's a good for Tucker. And I'll play that clip here in a moment. Um, Joe Rogan. Um, and I don't know what's taking this guy so long to wake up, man. He's kind of in, you know what I'm saying? So you figured he would have heard everything. I guess I'm glad that he is starting to wake up a little bit. Um, man, it's taking him a long time. But he is talking about how many promoters of the vaccine died suddenly. Crazy how many young people died in their sleep and how we're like nothing to see here. So at least he's openly having this discussion right now um, where other people aren't. But he's right. How many promoters, how many people came out there going, you guys are idiots for not taking this vaccine. Y'all are stupid and I hope you die. And they ended up dying. Yeah. yeah. But there's still a few of those that are still walking though. And there's, there's some of them, but as you know, we talked about the, the five year mark. I talked about this with the truth Patriot. The five year mark is coming up quick. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and people have been saying for a while is that, you know, after about five years of this thing is when you're really going to start seeing the side effects from this vaccination. Um, and I can guarantee that while well, I'm talking about that true Patriot as well. Um, Dan, you're, you're an awesome husband, um, takes care of the um, dog mom. And uh, so we had talked earlier, she has a, a boss at work who is dealing with lung cancer right now. So a lot of the the weight is being bared um, back on on her as a manager, you know, having to take care of um, take his slack, you know. 
and uh, awesome for working hard, but it's also good, you know, as a good husband, um, when, when our sibling or excuse me, not our siblings, but our spouses are working their butts off, man, is run that bath for them, make sure food's cooked. So good for you too, Tatra, being the good husband. We, we need more people to, to fall in line with that one right there and, and be that good husband, man, because, uh, let's face it. Some of us have some hard work and wise, man. And, uh, some of us cook and our wives would probably rather it's not cook. Like I appreciate the attempt, but uh, stick to the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but I'm sure uh, Truth Patriot's a good cook because uh, he recommended something to me too. I've been getting this. Uh, I found this sauce that I love. It's barbecue sauce they sell, and uh, they make a Japanese um, a Japanese barbecue sauce that I tried um, cooking the other day. Oh my goodness, that is so awesome! So, thank you for the recommendation. And Goober Grape. That's right, Ryan Howard. We can't forget the Goober Grape. <laughs> so um, this is crazy, too. I'm going to play this clip for you guys. I want you to listen closely to what he says. We're going to discuss this one, too, because I'm curious as to what he meant by this. At first, I thought it was maybe a a mistake with the words that he used, but it wasn't. Kim, yeah, Kimber's. That's what it was. Kimber's. That's the, the barbecue sauce. Listen to this clip right here carefully. And tell me what he means by this. It's crazy. This is uh, John Bolton. This is big. You have got to hear what John Bolton, the former national security advisor, said about a third term, which expressly bars a third term. So before I show you the video, John Bolton was the national security advisor under Donald Trump. Yeah, so I thought he said third term by a mistake. We all make those mistakes. You know, where we meant to say something and we think about it, it pops out. But listen to what follows this. He is also a former military and he's been in the politic governmental realms for a very long time for various different presidents. In 2019, John Bolton and Donald Trump had a falling out. At least that's what we think. And Bolton is always going on all the different media networks now and just smashing Trump any way possible. So Jake Tapper asked John Bolton, what do you think would happen if Donald Trump wins a second term? And then Bolton says something very interesting. Uh, I think Trump's going to do everything he can uh, to maintain himself in power. He does have the Constitution standing in his way this time, which expressly bars a third term. And I'm sure one of the things he'll do is launch an effort to amend the Constitution. But it's also the chaos that he'll spread. Maintaining in power, third term, amending Constitution. What is going on in this video right here? It's a good question. And I'm wondering the same thing, because at first I thought he made a mistake and accidentally said, you know, a third term. But if you go back and listen, he doubles down. And he's like, you know, because he can't run a third term and the um, the Constitution, you know, puts a little damper on that. So he may have to go through and amend the Constitution. So so he was literally talking about a third term. Um, you know, in my opinion, like loopholes, I don't think it's going to be an amending um, because like did Trump really have a first term, you know, with everyone working against him. You know what I'm saying? He really couldn't do what a president could do because absolutely everyone was working against him. So in my opinion, he didn't really have a first term. But a third term means that he's president right now. So interesting comment for John Bolton saying, I mean, like the guy or not, which I don't, I can't stand John Bolton. The guy's not dumb. You know what I'm saying? So like the fact that he was saying that he, he knows something, man, but interesting comment. What do you think about that, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I saw that. That I mean, 
you know, I don't know. It, it is interesting. It makes you stop and think, but I'm to the point now that I, I'm, I'm not sure who's who, so I don't trust any of them. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, this is just part of the movie too. Um, you know, but it, regardless, it is interesting that the man said what he said, like he said, and, and you and I've had these discussions if, and I say this lightly, if he, he is still, then why is everything going the way that it is? And we've had that discussion, you know, maybe this is where it had to be for people to wake up and see. But then again, you look on the other side of the man who's supposed to have total control and total power, um, even through military, he didn't have to let it happen this way. He could have just arrested every one of them, brought the facts out through military and there it was. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think it's part, maybe part of the movie. And then again, maybe it's legit. We'll find out. That's that's the whole thing. Is it literally, I mean, it can go both ways. Um, Because this may be, because we've discussed it. One of the biggest things we're dealing with right now is waking people the heck up. You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes like Q had said, he goes, you know, we're beyond the point of being told we must be shown, you know? So, um, and you know god appoints the leaders i mean maybe biden this whole thing that we're watching right now is really just a big wake-up call because you know if we want to if we want to get this stuff cleaned up we have to get everyone on board you know we discussed this one earlier um about the you know as long as they keep us divided and arguing with each other we're not focused on who the enemy is because we're fighting one another so we can get everyone to wake up um then we can get people on board with starting to ask for change and when they start, you know, rolling out military or whatever they have to do, um, there's less of a chance of people going to war with one another. If this had happened in 2020 and Trump had won the presidency, who knows where we'd be right now? We'd be straight up at a civil war more than likely. And I mean, they're, and they're going to push it. We talked about this earlier as well, is they're trying to push us into everything that they possibly can um, to keep us busy focusing on everything else, but we need to be focusing on. Yeah, I mean that's always part of a strategy. I mean, any anytime you're looking at something like what's happening is it's got to be part of the strategy um, for whoever's in control, you know. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer that we're we're in that for lack of better analogies, the last call. Yeah, uh, I have said for years, and I'll stand by this that I believe that a lot of this is happening, um, just like with the Israelites. You know, they wanted it their way; they wanted to be stiff necked and God said, "Okay, there have it." And what when you go back and read the Old Testament, you you see what happened to them, and and a lot of that's happening here. I mean, in all honesty, we are living in Babylon. I mean, you know, the whole Sodom and Gomorrah and and, and everything else. I mean, it, it's here. It's just like we're reliving that whole thing, and even the Roman Empire, uh, empire that you know when all the things took place during when Jesus was here. I mean, it's all the persecutions. You know, I sent sent you that video the other day about the people overseas that were suffering persecution and now they're going to use ai to rewrite you know the bible and and things so the one one world religion is is it's already oh, here it's you in just full yeah it. it's in full effect see it's going to be worse and you know, what you're going to be seeing is is these horror stories that you've seen in other countries folks in my opinion is going to be here before long are you ready oh yeah you ask yourself that question am i ready exactly in every way, but most importantly, yeah. like spiritually, scripturally sound. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to spread fear, fear porn or fear or anything else. Well, I'm just saying, you know, this regardless, even if we were living in a great society, you still need to know 
you know, and you, you need that relationship and you need to get right with God, period. And, you know, as I say, get your house in order. Yeah. You know, uh, Carolyn says, you know, it seems if you want to wait people up, cleaning up um, MSM would be the task one. And I completely agree with that. But at the same time, um, how do you expose to the people that the MSM is full of poo? You know what I'm saying? True. It's like there's a point where people get see it so much. They're just like, I can't handle this anymore. I'm so tired of this legacy media. But at the same time, you want to clean this up. You know, good place to start would be putting people, with some truth tellers out there. You know, so we've had to step up as the truth tellers. People like Tucker have had to walk away from mainstream in order to get that out there. And I hope that I hope that media falls in their butts in a major way. Um, well, you know, they're even combating that. I seen an article the other day that they're talking about introducing a Microsoft thing that shuts down computers computer. that, that is not taking their information from mainstream media. So what does yes. that tell you? That tells you all your researchers out there, you guys may want to back up all your files. Yeah, and, so, and, and I'm sure you already do, Anons. I know you do. And I'm going to repeat that. Um, Microsoft has the ability to shut your computer down, not disconnect you from the internet to literally shut your whole computer down. If you are passing or receiving information from alternative sources, um, that's a whole new level right there. Uh, hope that's a cell, cell phones too, from what I understood. I mean, that's any, any type of device that will, that runs off Microsoft. Off of Microsoft. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. And don't think for a second that Apple won't be following suit. Um, you know, DJ Poupon says it's coming from us from every angle and it absolutely is. There's not a, there's not a direction you turn that you're not coming after us in some way. Hope says, uh, uh, if he was in control, um, why would they let 40 million cartel gangs, military age men take down, um, us from within? That's a great point too. Um, you know, I've had my weird theories on, on, on that as well, you know, tying in the CERN. We don't know the answers, but like, you know, you got to wonder all these people like, that are coming in here like clone manufactured. None of them have IDs. There's no proof of who any of them are. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, are these things, are these like manufactured warriors that are coming up here? Cause you know that, uh, that, uh, China's already been working on this where they've got their super soldiers. Well, yeah, no, I agree with that. But you're also looking again, folks, you got to remember if there's a one world religion, one world government, then who do you have to take out of the picture? Well, the Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And you and I both have watched the video today on the Islamic nation. Oh, um, thank you for saying me you know, for that. You know, so <laughs> when, when you start thinking about scripture, when you and that's how I try to view everything now is, is with scripture, scripture related. And when you start looking at, you know, I don't know who the Antichrist is. Do I believe he's here? Yes, I believe he's been born. I believe I believe that person who will be inhabited by Satan is here. Um, but he hasn't revealed himself, but there's a lot of things going on. I mean, you're looking at a lot of power over there. You're looking at a lot of invasion and who are most of these people coming over here? Well, people want to talk, talk about Asian, 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 Asian. Well, let's talk about the gentleman who was on caught on camera through a reporter who mm -hmm. said, you will know who I am shortly. Islam. Okay. What, what, what he is not just Islam. He is a, a known a, a, uh, weapons runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without saying the actual T word, um, you know, was supposed to have gotten many years in, in prison and never spent a day from what I understand. Again, that's from what I understand. I wasn't there. I don't know. But at the same token, my point is, is you're not just being invaded by Asians. Okay. 
and you're not just being invaded by Hispanics or Polish people or Ukrainian people, whoever. What you need to be worried about is this gigantic movement of Islam. No, okay, hundred percent. And I'm, and again, I'm, I'm not here to criticize. I hope they all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ too. But what I do know is, is a lot of the reports that I see, and that's what I'm going off of. Am I there? No, but I also know what God's word says. And I know that there will be a one world government, which, you know, when you talk about Babylon tonight, it's funny how that went into the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I chose that one because everything lined up with, with Babel and, Third temple being almost, you know, you got all these crazy solar eclipses coming. You got Matthew 24. You're living in that right now. You're, you're got Daniel's prophecies coming up, uh, you know, and, and now you're looking at third temple being built red heifer. You got a war, full blown war going on over there supposedly. And I mean, it's just a lot of things, folks. I mean, and you know, you're, you're part of the, for lack of better words, the lucky ones, because you, you know, enough to see enough but think about all the people out here who don't. Think about all the people who turned their backs on God. And they, they don't even have a clue of the hell that's coming for them. And I mean literal hell. I'm not talking about just bad times. I'm talking about literal hell. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what you need to be concerned about because it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. If they believe it, mm-hmm. that's what matters to them. And it's the same thing with our religion. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to play this clip here in a second. So real quick, um, you know, uh, Steve Cusick says, I will protect my family with anything I can use against people who come after my neighbors and family. I'm right there with you. I think there's not a person in here that's not ready to do that for sure. Um, Suski asked uh, if we saw the interview with Weinstein um, and Tucker. Definitely go back and watch that if you guys get an opportunity because he does talk about the pharmaceutical advertising, which I mentioned as well. But he also talks um, where he went down to the Darien Gap. Uh, he talks about specifically said that there's two different sets of people entering and the Chinese were never willing to even talk to them. And uh, while everyone's focusing on Eagle Pass, um, all the Chinese, the Asians are actually being led into California and they're crossing through all of them are crossing through California. Fortunately, um, one of the gripes that I had about Texas was that they're all focusing all their resources on Eagle Pass. Well, apparently um, Abbott has now spread his resources all through Texas. So, Good for him for doing that. So, uh, you know, I've seen something, too, where somebody was given information on social media platform for him to enter in through a different area in California. No, you know who it was? Yeah, it was Red Cross. Yeah, you know, and uh, oh, I didn't want to call no names. But, oh, yeah. I will. Red Cross, you know, United Nations. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, so it, it's bad times, folks. Don't be scared. You know, get just get right with God. And you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, I mean, it's going to get bad, but. You know, the, the things are going to come. There's a time and a season for everything, and just yeah. get right with God. You know, um, Trammell brings up a good point here as well. Um, he says, my money is Trump ushering in the digital IDs. He's against the CBDC, so the president after him will bring that in. And you know what? This is how they play the games. You know what I'm saying? They, they're all, we're all like, man, let's fix the problem. And they're like, no, nah, we got a long game going here. Just like today, you know. Um, they had the vote on on impeaching Mayorkas, and uh, four Republicans sided with the Democrats, so it ended up being just a little bit different than a tie. And then a couple of them said, well, no, I voted no because we were missing a couple of Republicans. So I wanted to make sure that we could get this back on the docket for next week so that we can get this. I don't believe that. We'll see when the time gets there. But, like, how what hasn't Mayorkas done not to be impeached? Everything He hasn't done anything. The guy needs to be impeached and arrested 
for treason. Um, you know, so yeah, not the only one. Yeah, and it shouldn't. We shouldn't have had like a tie or close to a tie. This should have been a big deal. Um, you know, but on the other note, fortunately, Senate turned down that that border bill, the border bill, which had nothing to do with the border, really just a little tiny bit of money going to the border, but it wasn't even for the good stuff that we need. It was for like more processing fees. The majority of the money was going over to Ukraine, over to uh, Israel. Um, and then uh, even uh, McConnell, Turtle, um, decided not to vote for this. And he was like, well, the what did he what did he say? The uh, the the weather and the politics has changed. You know, so he's trying to say that that our perspective has changed. No, our perspective hasn't changed. We don't want immigrants coming into this country. We want a closed border. It's simple as that. We haven't changed our perspective. You just realized that you were in a, a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. So you're trying to back your way out of it by going, well, we're listening to the people and the people's minds have changed. No, not one of our minds has changed. Matter of fact, we've been cursing and saying unchristian words about this open border for years now. Um, I would say there's probably far more people who are highly peed off about this than people who are for it. Now, I'd, if you're going to come here and do things legit, you know, you're going to go through background check. You're going to go through the whole process. Hey, immigration, whatever. Okay. But the way things are being done now and we know what it's about, it's not right. No. Okay. And, and I'll just throw this out there. We're not a country. No, not because we don't have any secure borders. Zero. Okay. You can't have a country without secure borders and we don't have any secure borders. So we're not even a country anymore, folks whether you realize that or not. No, oh, exactly. So I'm going to say one more thing real quick before we go into our topic. Um, does, does the word Nineveh have anything to deal with scripture? That would be N I N E V E H. Well, yeah, obviously with Jonah. Okay. What, what exactly is that? Cause I, I, I literally was digging right until I got into the show. So I, didn't have a moment to go back and look at this scripturally, and I'll explain it to you in a moment. So tell us what Nineveh is. Well, Nineveh was a place of of pretty much um, against God, and Jonah was sent there. That's why Jonah was in the belly of the whale. Blah blah blah. Long story short, Jonah, God sent Jonah there. The even the whole country, even the king, repented. Like six hundred thousand people got saved, um, or you know, to repented and turned their life back over to God. So it was kind of a wicked, evil place that was unruly, not godly. Um, but anyhow, Jonah went there. That's why God sent Jonah there. All right. Well, you ready to have your mind blown? Lay it on me. So check this out. I went through uh, looking, digging in a little bit more into the eclipse. Remember part one of the eclipse was seven years ago. Part two of the eclipse will be like the 8th or something of April. Mm -hmm. Listen to the track of the totality. Okay. Nova Scotia. It starts off over Nova, Nineveh, Nova Scotia, and then passes over Nineveh, New York, and then passes over Nineveh, Virginia, and then passes over Nineveh, Pennsylvania, as it passes over Nineveh, Ohio, and then passes over Nineveh, Indiana, over Nineveh, Missouri, and Nineveh, Texas. So there are eight Ninvas that this, this eclipse literally passes over in its totality. Like I said, last call, folks last yeah. call so that was an interesting find huh 
Because I went uh, through that's the, pretty impressive there. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that believe in the dome theory, and I'm I'm not getting into that. Whatever. Um, and a lot of them would be like, "See, there's your projection. They're projecting it exactly where it needs to go." Uh, no, but anyhow, that's not in my belief. But at that wow, that just blows my mind because I mean, it's tracking right, literally right, like literally centered over these awesome. these towns, and um, this is eight of them that we're all named in from. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was a pretty interesting find. Um, yeah. I was following the uh, the totality the path. Um, you know, from before and from over or from last time and believe it or not. And I'm still, once I get done with the show, I'm going to go back in and, and do exactly what I did here. Um, but there was I already found two Ninvas that it passed over last time when it came That's the crazy. opposite direction. Exactly. That is crazy. Go back and, you know, go back and read that story um, about it. Because I mean, what you're talking about is kind of really impressive. I mean, it's almost like we're in a stage to where this whole country needs to repent. And now there's a, a, this, this, trajectory is coming across these places called Nineveh, which was needed to repent. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. So I will let you know tomorrow evening what I find out about the, yeah, please do. the other direction. Yeah. I'll share that on i I'll share that one on telegram. Catherine. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. So it was like kind of a mind blower. Cause I'm like, okay, man, no such thing as coincidence. And then you can't make this stuff up. Um, so now we'll get into our topic of the evening because it kind of fits into pretty much everything that we talked about right here. The Tower of Babel Bible story. So what is the Tower of, of the Tower of Babel? What is the story about? So the story of the Tower of Babel is explained in chapter 11 of Genesis in just a few verses. So it wasn't even like an extensive thing, although it was a pretty big deal. Um, this is the summary of biblical account of the Tower of Babel. I'm going to go over through um, a couple of different things dealing with this specifically um, from what it was to who built it and so forth. So the descendants of Noah lived in the area of Mesopotamia and Babylon. They settled on the land named Shinar. The population was growing and they all spoke one language. So the people decided to build a tall, proud symbol of how great they had made their nation. So the Babylonians wanted a tower that would reach to the heavens so that they could be like God and would not need God. So that was kind of the big problem with that one is they were just ultimately trying to bypass God. So they began to construct what they called the great ziggurat. So God did not like the pride and the arrogance in the hearts of the people. God caused the people to suddenly speak different languages so that they could not communicate. Therefore, they would not be able to work together in order to finish the construction of the tower. So the people, this caused the people to scatter all across the land. The tower was named the Tower of Babel because the word Babel actually translates to confusion. So it's kind of funny um, now that, you know, Babel means confusion, but then we have like the, uh, the language learning programs right now, which are called Babel. So it, it just kind of counterproductive to what it actually is. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't meant to put you in this perpetual state of confusion. So the story is a powerful reminder of how important it is to obey God's word and not to think that we can build a successful but godless life on our own. Ain't going to happen. All we're going to do is we're going to build our temple on sand and it's going to go quack. You know, God wants us to build that foundation. We can't have a strong foundation except through God and through Christ. There's no bypassing him. Mm-hmm. We discussed this as well. Um, you know, you asked the question the other night with our guest on, Awesome guest, by the way. If you guys did not get a chance to uh, see uh, 
um, Slinging Stone at uh, Michael on Saturday. Go back and listen to that episode. It was phenomenal. And we are definitely going to be getting him back on semi-regularly. Uh, he loved coming on the show. He actually, after the show, he said this is what this is as comfortable as he's ever felt on any show. And I, I love hearing that. There's anything anyone else is going to say, that's what I want to hear because they want to come back at that point because they don't feel threatened he got to talk. Um, yeah, and Hope, Hope got a chance to watch these videos too, and they are, are pretty darn amazing. So he will be uh, semi-regular. So it'll be kind of the same thing that we're doing with Douglas. Douglas comes on every couple of weeks on Fridays, and we'll be doing the same thing, um, the same thing going forward with Michael whenever he can come on. He's definitely welcome. Awesome. So uh, what was the Tower of Babel? So as Nimrod, who was the one that constructed this thing, began his reign, he and his followers had one overriding goal for their new territory. They wanted to ensure the security of the community by building a prestigious landmark to make a name for themselves. Then they said, come let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that they may take um, and make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. And that is Genesis 11.4. So the structure, which was a tower um, made of man-made building materials, would be a symbol of their power and self-sufficiency. And some historians believe that Nimrod had an additional motive for wanting to build the Tower of Babel. So in my opinion, um, the reason that Nimrod wanted to build that, that tower was to be able to straight up reach heaven without having to be good on this earth. So it was more than just a, a show of arrogance. It was the cockiest move anybody could ever make make and that would be trying to bypass god and work their way into heaven without you know the only way you can get there which is through christ am yeah. i am i off on that or is that oh i mean yeah i mean i agree with that and who else who else did that said he what said is his throne above god's throne satan, satan right yeah satan so nimrod did all that um trying to make himself above god or reaching god's level kind of thing if you would so you know, personally, I believe that he was inhabited by Lucifer, but, you know, that's my opinion, you know. But there again, as you were talking to, not only were they doing that, but they were also trying to, in their own way, create their own global government, if you think about yeah, it. Their yeah, their first New World Order. So, and what do we hear nowadays? The same New exact World thing. Order, right? Global this, global that, right? Mm -hmm. So, coincident. I mean... We're, we're going back, you now, know, we're, we're really living all this stuff. No, we are. And, you know, we're starting to see the movement again of uh, the different language speakers moving around the world. So it's literally history is like repeating itself all over again. Yeah. Um, we've talked about CERN because you asked specifically, you know, what, what our guest view was on CERN was. And, you know, and I feel like this is exactly what it was. You know, remember since Liar says this is the day of Noah, you know, they were trying. I think right. CERN is literally the same thing that Babel was. It's just a way for them trying to bypass God because first off, they're seeking dark matter, but they're trying to find the, quote, God gene. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to find the God gene. You need to find the God in your heart, um, <laughs> you know, reach out to them that way. But there's no, you're not going to recreate, you know, just like we were saying, you can build, um, you can build clones all day long, but they're missing the one thing that God can guarantees, and that's a soul. You can't, I don't care how awesome you are at science. I don't care how much forbidden knowledge you carry by reading Enoch or by reading, um, you know, the forbidden knowledge of the Nephilim. You can create a body all day long, 
but you can't fill that body with what God creates, and that's the soul. So part of me wonders if of, of what they're doing at, at CERN in particular is that there's they're pulling out demons from portals in order to host in these bodies that they're making. So they're basically awesome. filling the bodies with demons because they can't create the soul. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you you may not can recreate the soul, but you can inhabit a body. Yeah, and that and the, exactly, and, and you know, demons can't just pop into your body. You know what I'm saying? Like if you've got a relationship with God, you're not going to be possessed by a demon. Trust me. Because the last thing you want to be is living inside, stuck inside your body while you're on your knees praying to God every single day, four or five times. Like they, they can become a host by either you allowing them to, inviting them into you, um, or just being completely like soulless almost, you know, by deteriorating your soul through drug use, alcohol, like whatever it is. You know, there's different ways. So you're basically your soul weakens and it opens up a door um, and it allows them to take over. So um, the movie Nefarious kind of talks about, you know, really well about the different stages of demon possession and how it's really, you know, unnoticeable at first. And then eventually once they've got you, they can come out and be like, all right, now you're mine. You know what I'm saying? So even they have, according, you know, to the demon law, they've even got rules. You know what I'm saying? So they can't just go take over anybody. They got to basically have permission and invitation, you know, and like I said, or very else, the lack of God in your life um, is kind of an opening door to them. And we've seen this. We see these uh, gay rallies, um, the parades and stuff that they do, where you see the video footage and you're starting to see these like little black smoky looking things flying around. And everyone's, oh, it's a flag. It's a sh everyone's got their excuses. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I hate to say this, guys, but you're attracting demons to these things. You know what I'm saying? You, you may as well have a big, de call it a big demon party. You know, you you get a bunch of people that are doing anti-God things in one place. Think demons aren't going to, that's where they want to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's you know, imagine this, pride, arrogance, disobedience, unity, and diversity. Where have yeah. you heard them words before? Yeah. Yeah, like our government I mean, really, every single day with this DEI stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, where's the location of the Tower of Babel? So there has been much difference of opinion as to the geographical position of the Tower of Babel. So following the tradition handed down by the Jews and the Arabs, most writers upon um, the subject have identified it um, with the great temple of Nebo in the city of uh, Barsipa. So um, now called, uh, it's now called the Burst Nimrod. So obviously so they changed the name to it's very similar to, to Nimrod, explained as the corruption of the Burst Nimrod or the Tower of Nimrod. So the building, however, notwithstanding its importance, was to um, all appearance um, never regarded by the Babylonians as the Tower of Babel, for the good reason that it is not situated in Babylon, but in the Borsipa, which um, though called in later times, the second Babylon. So that's interesting too. And I'd imagine that's probably some guesstimation as well. Um, you know, cause I was reading something the other day where they possibly found the Noah's Ark, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of this stuff. I, I, I definitely want to see it, but that's the problem right now is with artificial intelligence and all this other stuff. It's producing such phenomenal articles and and even down to the point where they're showing like videos of this stuff it's really hard to tell like what's legit and what's not legit anymore um 
I watched a horrible thing the other day. Uh, it was um, somebody asked uh, artificial intelligence to go back and show kids at different years. Okay, so it started in the fit or the it started in the thirties, and it showed kids outside playing, and up until the nineties, the only thing that changed was the outfits that the kids were wearing or maybe the bikes they were riding. But everyone, all the kids were outside playing. And then you hit 2000 and everyone, all the kids are outside, but they're all looking down at their computers and their phones. And then it moved on to 2020 and it got worse. And then it moved all the way up to 2050. And by that time, they were all wearing those virtual glasses over their face, but all the kids were outside. But the sad part is, is even AI knows where this is going. No longer kids drinking from the garden hoses, riding their bicycles. We're being pulled into an age of technology where the kids are becoming antisocial and they're all focused on looking down rather than looking up like God had intended us to do. So even artificial intelligence sees this. So who are the builders of the tower? So the Bible um, record does not state who the people were um, who journeyed into the East and built the city and the tower. Um, The indefinite they might be taken to mean um, whatever people were there at the time that the record was written and probably um, presupposes that the reader would certainly know. So as the Tower of Babel bears in the native inscriptions and the uh, Sumero-Akkadian name, it may be um, supposed that the builders referred to belong to that race. So they're not quite sure exactly who that group of people were, but I'd imagine at that time it was probably people that were generally in that area because it's not like I could be like, Hey Jeff. Yeah. Guess what, brother? My phone. <laughs> you guys can't see my phone fingers. <laughs> like, Hey Jeff, man, we're building a tower. I know you're over in America. You want to come and join us? They didn't have that opportunity back then. So I would imagine that it was pretty much, you know, people within that area. Um, so the meaning of Babel, and we discussed that uh, briefly, so the place where they built the tower, um, by what most people know, was Babylon. Like I said, some people think it was the second Babylon and so forth. But on the what account, tells you that in Daniel, in the, the, book of it Daniel. does say specifically Babylon. It, it'll it'll tell you it's Babylon. Okay. So on the account of the confusion of languages, um, here we have again the statement, as in Aji, that the meaning of Babel is confusion. So this is as well known is based upon the purely Hebrew etymological law, um, which makes bala, or to confuse, or mingle. So assume um, a, uh, excuse me, um, but as far as the uh, cuneiform inscriptions, um, which is now very numerous, gives us information, Babel and uh, Baludu, to mingle, the root in question was an impossibility. But on the Babylonian side, um, that the rendering of the name as Babili or Babylini, meaning gate of God or gate of the gods. So we are folk etymological is undoubted, notwithstanding to the um, earlier Sumero Akkadian meaning. So um, with the same meaning, it is far from rare. It is noteworthy, however, that one of the forms used by Nebuchadnezzar is. Babylon or B-A-B-I-L-A-M, which is very similar to Babylon, um, with the uh, imitation of or emming, the characteristic of the Babylonian language. Moreover, a place named Babylon with an M instead of an N also occurs. 
um, which may be still earlier and perhaps the original form of what we know as Babylon today or Babylon today. So, um, the, so basically the place of bringing together or in Babel or in Babylon, the bringer, excuse me, the bringer together, the termination, um, would seem to be uh, an insurmountable difficulty. So basically, depending on what language is translated from, it goes from to confuse, to mingle, um, or um, gate of the gods, which kind of all makes sense in, in some way or another. Um, so next is the ultimate destruction of the tower. So the city's building would have been stopped when the confusion of the tongues took place um, is neutral because nobody can speak to one another. The departure of the greater part of the inhabitants made this inevitable as everybody probably got real frustrated, not being able to speak to one another anymore, not knowing who needs to carry the rock and who needs to, you know, hit the rock with the hammer. So the tower, despite um, what had been out of its destruction remained. So when it's uh, condition became ruinous from time to time, some energetic Babylonian King would try to restore it. So Alexander and Philip, of Macedon began clearing away the rubbish to rebuild the great temple um, connected with it. There is hardly any doubt that the tower would have been restored likewise, but the um, untimely death of the former and the deficient mental um, caliber of the latter for the ruling great empire put an end to the work. So the tower therefore remained unrepaired and unbuilt. So the tower was exceedingly tall. The third part of it sank into the ground and a second third was buried down, and the remaining third was standing until the time of the destruction of Babylon. So even so, God even stopped it from being built to begin with, but then as others came along and tried to restore and tried to rebuild it, God stopped them too. So it wasn't just the original destruction, the movement of Babylon, or that of the Babel, Tower of Babel. It was everyone that came after who was also trying to restore it. God put a halt to it. So yeah, we had to because it was wicked. Yeah, because it was pure wicked. Matter of fact, everything about it, even if it's even if it's even its intentions were wicked. So, um, the all excuse me. So the significance of the Tower of Babel story. What would the significance in this be? So tucked away in the Book of Genesis is the story of a massive structure most Christians identified as the Tower of Babel. So the scriptural account explaining why God's people built this tower is a short and poignant. Um, rebellious and prideful mankind wanted to do their own thing. God intervened to stop them. All the world's diverse languages can be tracked back to the fallout from that faithful event. But when we dig deeper into scripture, treasure can be found amidst, amongst the ruins. So relevant lessons can be excavated from the wreckage of the tower and uses building blocks um, for modern Christian living. And one of those things too is God's asked us to, you know, be pious to be humble. You know, everything about the construction and the building and the even the the original talks of it was the exact opposite of what God asked us to do. And just like then with God intervening and stopping this uh, tower of evil from being built, you know, God's going to do the same exact thing to what we're dealing with today. God's had to destroy the earth before. He's had to destroy landmarks. He's had to destroy cities. God's going to come back with a vengeance at this point. Like I said, you know, when God left this earth, he left us the lion, the final sacrifice of the final lamb. When God comes back, he's going to be the lion. And it's not going to be pretty. And you certainly don't want to be the one standing in front of him looking at the, 
<laughs> looking at the wrath because um, it is coming. So God will put a stop to all the stuff that we're seeing right now, all these, quote, modern-day Tower of Babels, whether it's CERN or any other examples. You know, I mean, in some ways, um, the building of the United Nations and so forth, the New World Order, all of this stuff fits right into the same story of what Tower of Babel is going through. And we're just seeing it in a different way, different time. But as MSM Liar said earlier, the same as the days of Noah. Yeah, no, it, and it is. It is. We're, we're more in that than I think people really realize. No, absolutely, 100%. You know, so a world fallen into sin. So in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve, or according to that crazy demon woman, it was Lilith and, and Satan. <laughs> Joke, but I, it's crazy man, how people try to take it in their own context. Um, and everything was perfect. So, but when sin entered the world through that first couple, mankind began a downward spiral of depravity that would eventually lead them into um, into an awareness of the need for a savior. So, even the bad things. Once again, you know, we've talked about you know many times is is God taking bad and then forming it into something good coming out of it. You know, like the bad in your life could be a lesson to yourself that strengthens you, or it could be a lesson to someone else. And in this case. You know, even the stories of Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve, and their downfall ended up becoming lessons for us to learn from in order to be better than they were. You know, and all the scriptures fill with that. What were you going to say? No, I was going to agree. Yeah, and, agree. I, yeah, and scripture's got so many examples of that. So as Adam and Eve began to be um, fruitful and multiply, following God's command, Genesis one twenty eight, the sin continued to abound. So a thousand years later, Sin had so overtaken God's creation that he decided to purge humanity with a worldwide flood, sparing only one man, his family, and the animals. Noah was a righteous man, blameless, and the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and uh, Jopheth, or, and Jopheth, um, Japheth, sorry. Um, and that's Genesis 5.10. So after, even after God's flood wiped out the majority of witness from the earth, the inherited seed of sin began to corrupt Noah's descendants. So thousands of years after the flood, Noah's rebellious great-grandson Nimrod became the first leader of the post-flood world. Nimrod established his kingdom by founding um, a city on the plain of Shinar, um, which would later be called Babel, or as we know today, Babylon. Um, that's Genesis 10, 10. So, and it just shows you, because I mean, you go back and you start in Genesis, like how quickly after creation, sin ran this earth. God had to destroy it. Not even a thousand years after God destroys the earth, the descendants of the man who was saved from all of this ended up producing a child who ended up trying to, avoid God altogether again and, and bypass them building a tower to heaven, which was Nimrod, you know? So, and it just shows you, you know, that it doesn't matter how good you are, how righteous you are. Um, sin can still be produced in your life or, or evil can be produced in your life and offspring. And I'm, I'm sure that the lessons of Noah, what they went through spread, you know, the stories were around and yet you still had a descendant going, I'm going to bypass this guy. I don't care that he destroyed the earth. I'm going to fix this problem. I'm just going to work my way on up. Well, you can't defeat God. And that, the, first, the lesson should have been, you know, God destroyed the entire earth. He'll do it again. But it just shows you, though, when you lack the humility and you lack, or, and you're filled with ego and pride, how literally 
you're even in your own fleshly brain, you think you don't need God, and there's nothing farther from that truth. That's what man continues to do over they, and over man, again, and has always done that, which is exactly why we're in the spot that we're in right now, which is exactly why we're talking about this right now. Because, um, you know, they all say, and they say history repeats itself, so does scripture, apparently, over and over and over again. And, you know, in many cases, just like what we read the other night in Deuteronomy with all the things that we would be looking forward to as a country with, you know, lack of green, going after our cattle, destroying our, our crops, our farms, uh, you know, uh, foreigners moving into your area and being held in a higher regard than you do. Literally, this, this stuff could have been written yesterday. Yeah. Yep. So well, we've got uh, just four minutes left in the show. It flew by again. Um, do you have anything that you want to add to this topic before we go into prayer? No, I mean, you know, you know me. I mean, there's a lesson to be learned with all the, the great stories of the Bible. And each and every one of those always, you know, turn back to repentance and obedience unto the Lord God Almighty. Um, you're, you're, doesn't matter how big, how strong, how much money, how powerful you think you are. It's like these people in our world today. You, when God, when God decides enough is enough, enough will be enough. Um, and as you see there, you hear you had, I mean, think about these people build a structure that's, that some visualize and even say that it had to been over 300 feet high back in those times. Um, that's pretty impressive. You know, they didn't have all these modern See, tools yeah. and stuff. And um, I'm I'm still you, up on the air as to how yeah. those are built, but that's a whole different discussion. Even, you know, even at that, um, the bottom line is this, even if they had have had that equipment, when God says enough's enough, there is no more supreme vocalization or power or or you know, being in the world than the Lord God Almighty. You know, why he allows things to happen has always been a mystery to me, other than it's that's just his way. He's in control. Um, but we could learn a lot from this. You had people who, number one, they they thought they were above God, wanted to be God. You had people who were living wickedly. You you had people that, you know, wanted to create a for lack of better analysis, a one world religion, global, you know, system. Um, mm -hmm. but they still couldn't outdo God. When nope. God looked down and in there it says, Let us go down. Notice that word us, um, you know, when he went down, it, that was it. Not only did he destroy it, but he caused everybody else to, to talk in a different language and spread through other, other parts of the world, you know, so God, God won that two, three fold over. It's this guy's really amazing. Yeah, it, it is, man. And that's the thing though, is that we need to start focusing on the right things, you know, and it's hard not to, cause Everything's smacking us in the face every single day. You know, we got media, we got news. And the thing is, though, is that, you know, we just need to remember one thing is that, you know, God's not the impatient one. <laughs> we are the impatient ones. We are the ones that are on our own time scale. We are the ones that are running too slow. Everything that God does is in his own timing at the perfect timing. You know, so we may be getting really uncomfortable what's happening in the world right now. Um, or under, not understand why things are happening the way they are. But God does. And there's a reason for it. And I can guarantee you it's all going to be part of the big picture once it starts on roll. We just need to be patient. And as I said the other day, you know, instead of walking in front of God, we need to start walking beside him and behind him. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, you, you can't. The moment you get out in front of God, you know, trust me, we don't have the answers. We're not the problem solvers. That's God. You know what I'm saying? The moment you start walking in front of him, you know, you're seeking those answers. You're seeking the solutions. You walk with God and behind God, and God's the one that brings those answers and the solutions, you know, and then we just need to slow down. Yeah. You know, one other thing, too, we hear a lot in our society today, and I say it on here all the time, sunshine, rain, you know, rainbows, unicorns. Um, God is a loving God. I mean, you think about all the evil that's going on in this world, and he hasn't destroyed it yet. He is a very patient, very loving God, merciful God, still blesses people. Um, but as you see here, he's also a God of wrath. He is a God of judgment. He is a God that says, okay, no, no more of that mess. You know, and we need to keep that in our minds every day. You know, the Bible says to fear the Lord. And, you know, a lot of people don't look at it in the right aspect. They they think that that means like you would fear being bit by a pit bull. Well, kind of, yeah, but that fear is is not a fear of that. It's more of a, you need to respect what God said and do obediently what he says. Um, but still, the point can be taken that when God says enough's enough, it's enough. Yeah. And that enough is enough is coming. There's no question about uh, that. Yes, it most definitely is coming. Yeah. So like I said, be prepared, do what we can right now to help others find that same thing that we have. And like I said, there's, as I said, at the very beginning of the show, we're, we're out of time. You know what I'm saying? There's no pussyfooting around this any longer. We no tiptoeing, no walking on eggshells, no worried about losing friends over this. Um, you know, you're doing them the greatest thing that you can by introducing them to God. So they may resent you for it right now, but at least you can leave this earth knowing that you did what you needed to and made that effort. You know, here's a little brain teaser. You and I were talking about this. I just want to throw this out there. So 2,000 years ago, Jesus walked the earth. He started his adult ministry when he was 30. He died when he was 33. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on the year 2030. Yep. 2,000 plus 30. And between that is 2033. Just a little, I'm not saying there's anything to that, but just a little something to brain tease you with tonight before you go. Hey, that, that's crossed my mind too. And it crossed your mind. So we're both on the same track there. And, it, and it's interesting too, because like we said, what happens in 2030? It falls right dead in hand with their 2030 agenda. Yep. So yes, it does. Yeah, there, you know. and there's no question that the evil in this world is running up, running up against um, time. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of funny too when you think about it. We're six years away from that. Six is the number of oh, man. I know. I know, man. It's right around the corner, and it's going quick, <laughs> I mean, man. This month, you know, but I could sit. We could sit here all day and throw little things like out yeah, that. Really, there's no way to prove it or you know kind of disprove yeah, it's it still it. fun to talk about still fun to think about <laughs> as we end the show and you go off give some people you know it's work more to get frustrated at their boss man or whatever they can think about that and get their mind on something else i guess yeah exactly well brother yes. let's uh get into some prayer and get everyone else out of here so first i want to read this to you real quick um and then we'll get into some prayer um you know pray for uh trammell's lovely lady's gonna be going through some chemo um, you know, Ed um, is is being with his lovely wife right now. She's going through something that's similar. Um, he'll be back over here in Kentucky after that. Um, but God bless all of the uh, husbands and the wives that are standing by their significant other during these times. Um, 
like I said, is the healing is so important, but the healing happens so much better when you've got loved ones that are right there with you, praying over you, knowing that Christ is watching out for you. So a lot of people are going through some really difficult times. Um, but trust me, God's going to get all of us through this. So I'm going to read this real quick and then we'll get into the prayer. This came from uh, Tam. So I had prayed the other day, uh, about someone that was running through some issues with some children. I said it was Laura Lee. I got the wrong name because someone thought that the prayer was for her. Um, but nonetheless, what really matters is that God always knows who we're talking about. Even when I accidentally say the wrong name, um, God's right there to be like, I know who you're talking about. It's okay. So she says, uh, just love how God and Jesus works. So do I. Um, she was on a chat last week. We had never talked before, and I felt such an energy um, to make a comment says, Ashley doesn't have a picture and only 300-some posts, and uh, she gave her number, and that's how they connected. So just the beginning, um, doing the same thing with rescuing children. And here she's been part of the Bards family for four years and attended two of the Bards Fest, um, but never connected. So connections are now in place. Thank Jesus, um, you know, and thank the prayer warriors. CPS and the police came to Ashley's home and surrounded her and her home. They are trying to take the two the two other children. She's not allowing um, them in the house, so they're threatening to arrest her and charge her with kidnapping because she isn't providing what a, quote, safe house. So just got off the phone with Ashley. They kept saying to come outside so that they could talk and it would be peaceful. We both had bad feelings about it, but she felt she had no other choice. Ashley went outside. They handcuffed her and detained her and went into the house without a search warrant and took the two kids away in police cars. So Ashley and Gigi are now on the way to the CPS office um, where their kids are being held right now and trying to get them back. Heard the police say while they were on the phone that if they had a safe place, they could keep them there. They knew that was a lie because um, heard them right at away say that the state of Tennessee has custody of these children and are taking them. So the Holy Spirit telling me that this is a sign to move forward and to rent my uh, landlady's house next month, going to offer retreats and online workshops to cover the cost um, and ready to take a rescue child one at a time. And here we go. So other daughters uh, taken today. Giona is 17 and Cash is eight. Ashley is sitting outside in the car and Gigi is in the Child Protective Services right now. So this all took place with some children. They said didn't have a safe place. So they actually went after and took the other children. So um, definitely continue to keep this one in the prayer. Just another example of CPS stepping up and doing things that they shouldn't be doing, thinking that they know better than the parents do. And this is getting ridiculous because we've already seen parents have their children taken away because they wouldn't let their kid change genders. This is getting out of hand. Um, this falls right back to what I was talking about earlier is there's going to be a point where good people do questionable things. Um, you know, it, the more people are put into this, this situation, the more people are seeing no justice, you know, sadly, we're going to start seeing more and more people do things that they shouldn't necessarily do, which is why we have to be very careful not to be pulled into what they're trying to get us to do. And that is to do these things so they can arrest us, martial law us and whatever else. Pray to God before you act upon anything. If you ever get like so angry like I did, you know, when I first read this and so forth, pray to God and ask God for that guidance so that you don't walk out of that battlefield and make the wrong move. We got to do what God needs us to do and not what Joseph wants to do. Cause trust me, Joseph's going to get you all into trouble. 
<laughs> so so talk to God and get those those uh that advice um from him, the discernment to know what we're doing, and don't just follow your first instinct. Because remember the devil's trying to sneak up and get you to do things in your life that you shouldn't do. Reach out to God immediately and ask God, is what I'm doing righteous anger or am I just angry? What should I do? And if I am not meant to do anything, Father, I ask for peace and calmness so that I don't do what that other guy did and start taking people out as graphically as I possibly can. It's a sad predicament we're being put into as humans right now, but these are also tests to make sure that we're walking that narrow path and not the wide one. So now let's get into a little bit of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Lord, I thank you um, for answering the prayers of Ed and being there with his wife. I ask, Father, that you're there with Trammell and his lovely lady. Um, thank you, Father, A, for giving those wives just wonderful people in their lives that care about them enough to reach out for the prayer, to do everything they possibly can. We're seeing more and more things like cancer and other things coming up in this world, dear Lord. These are all created by man, and we don't have a health system that wants to take care of us. Dear Lord, you are the only one that's going to be able to take care of us. So I ask, dear Lord, that you continue blessing people like Trammell, people like Ed, Ashley, all the people right now that are going through similar situations. Continue to be with um, de with uh, Deplorable Dog Mom and uh, Truth Patriot as they're going through the things she's going through at work, having to step up and, and do more because of another person who is ill with cancer. So, Father, I just ask that you bless that family. You bless the families going through the cancer right now. And just be there to heal everyone, dear Lord, and to keep everyone calm, focused, and in prayer during these times. Because this is the wrong time for us to start getting angry and, and acting upon our own emotion. We just need to stay focused, dear Lord, and let you supply all the answers and fix all the problems and heal all the healing that needs to be done. But dear Lord, I just want to thank you for people like Tramble, for people like True Paper, people like Ed, and many others. I can just go on and name so many people, Tammy, Little Red. Just people that are stepping up and doing everything they can to reach out in prayer, support, and just showing the love that we need during these times. Because love, dear Lord, is one of those things that you provide and in and itself is very, very healing. Positive attitudes, coming together, dear Lord, praying together, and spreading positive positive vibes, positive love, and all these things that you bring to us, dear Lord. Not getting caught up in the turmoil and the anxiety and the the fear and the stress that the devil's trying to put into our lives every day. Thank you, Father, for the answers you've given us, for the answers that you're going to bring us. Thank you for letting us learn all of these skills that you have put into our lives from the moment that we were born to where we are right now, dear Lord, as we need these skills to be the best warriors that we could be on this battlefield. Heavenly Father, Thank you for giving us the patience more and more, dear Lord, because there's been times that I didn't know what I was going to do. Just hard to control the anger that happens in this world, dear Lord, but you are always there to give me the calmness with anyone else that's reaching out for that same calmness, and I thank you. Dear Lord, keep us focused. Keep us focused on that mission. When you set us forth these missions, dear Lord, you were there the day you set us on it. You were there all through it. You will be there at the end, dear Lord, and we know this. You will never send us into a battle that we cannot walk out of, dear Lord. And if we were to die on that battlefield, you wouldn't let it be in vain. You would let that be a lesson to others and an inspiration to others to fight harder. Nothing that you do goes unheard or unseen, dear Lord, and I thank you for that. Thank you for giving us love even when we didn't deserve it. Thank you for working in our lives, dear Lord, even when we were the worst that we could have ever been. 
patiently bring us to the point where we are today, dear Lord, as we need to be patient with others as we lead them over. Don't let us waste an opportunity like I have, Father. Thank you for allowing me to feel the guilt and to understand this lesson that I have just learned again, dear Lord, as I learn many lessons over and over again. But once again, it's just a show of your patience. Let us work in everyone we love's lives. Let us work on those that we don't love's lives, dear Lord, so they may have a chance at the salvation. Dear Lord, us staying silent isn't helping anybody, and we may lose some friends. We may lose some family in the meantime, dear Lord, but we've given them the greatest gift that they could have, and that is an introduction to you who can bring them to the greatest gift they ever have, which is eternal life and salvation. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for being in our lives. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for giving us all the answering, all the prayers we've reached out for. And I ask continually, Father, that you give us the strength, the courage, the discernment, and the wisdom that we're going to need walking into these chaotic times. But dear Lord, take away all the stress, the anxiety, and the fear from us because there's no point of us even focusing on that because we know how this ends and that's you win. So dear Lord, it may be not be in our time, but it's always in your time. So let us focus on your time and not our time. Dear Lord, let us not get caught up in the things of this earth to where it distracts us, dear Lord. Let us focus on the things on the earth to make us better warriors, to be able to serve you in better ways, dear Lord. Understanding our enemy is an important thing, dear Lord, but not enough to where we get caught up in it to the point where it's straying us away from what we need to be focused on, and that is the kingdom. So, dear Lord, let the kingdom always be the first thing that we focus on. Scripture always be the first thing we focus on. Prayer, focus on that first, dear Lord, and then focus on the things of this earth because you do want us to continue working here. One day, Father, you're going to call us home, and we are all ready for that. Trust me. You could do it right after this show. You could do it right now. He would be very, very pleased. But we also know, Father, that there's work to be done on this earth. And dear Lord, if it was time for you to come back, you would. And when the time's right, you will. So let us be patient in the meantime, dear Lord. Let us continue to serve you in every way that we can on this earth as we would in heaven. Let us change this earth. Let us focus on protecting those that cannot protect themselves, the widows, the orphans, and the innocence of the children, dear Lord. Let us continue to work in the little one's lives, dear Lord, so they know who you are from the moment that they're born until the moment that they leave this earth, which is the most important thing. And in the meantime, dear Lord, let us focus on strengthening our relationship with you every single day. Never let us miss a day where we don't thank you for all you bless us with and repent for the wrongs that we've done, dear Lord. But not us, let us never waste one second of what you will put us on this earth for, dear Lord. And that is to come together in unity as this perfect machine. You remove one cog, the machine breaks, dear Lord. We are all here together for one reason, and that is to serve you and to be the best children that you have, dear Lord. So thank you for all the blessings and everything you've given us. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, another great show, man. Great conversation. Um, it's just amazing. Like I said, you can't go into Scripture with finding everything fitting into what we're dealing with in today's time. And it's not a coincidence. Like I said, God knew what he was doing when he inspired the writings that we're reading. You know, it, it's important that we get into that scripture. It's also important that we get into it enough to where we may not be able to remember verses line by line, but to remember the stories and the lessons, which is absolutely important. It needs to be engraved in our hearts because if they decide to come take our Bibles one day, they won't be able to take that without taking our lives. And, uh, like I said, we have a, a mission to do right now, Jeff, and I'm, I'm grateful to be part of this with you. I'm grateful that, uh, you, you know, you're feeling better enough to pop on here every now and then. And I know God's going to bless you at some point to remove this illness from you. You can come back on all the time, but I know I'm 
grateful to have you here. And I know everyone else is grateful to have you here as well. I appreciate that. Now, you know, I'm not watching the chat. I'm actually just, I'm not even using my big monitor or anything, but you know, as always guys, I love you. I'm praying for you. Um, Keep your faith, stay in God's word, stay strong. No matter what comes, don't, don't let the fear overtake you. Okay. Just cry out to him, seek him. I mean, I've been going through this mess for about 10 months now and off and on for 15 years and I'm keeping my faith. And that's where, you know, whether I live or whether I die, I'm a winner. You know, in the end, I am a winner. So just keep your faith. I love you all. Everyone in here is sending their love. Uh, Tammy says, give Jeff our love and blessings um, for joining tonight. And uh, Jab and Jay Woo and Tammy and Crafty Nut and Jilly and and Hope and all the rest. Everyone's reaching out right now, giving you love. It would take me another 30 minutes to go through all the love that we've got right here on the screen. So uh, I do. I love you all. I do. I won't see. I want to see blessings poured out for you. I want to see you come, you know, to the point of God using you, why he created you and you understanding that. And, you know, it has to, you have to read God's word for him to talk to you. And I can't stress that enough. Um, We're going to go through hardships. There's going to be moments of doubt. There's going to be moments of fear. We learned that through the disciples, you know, but at the end, fear not. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. So if you're his child, you've not, you're not getting anything to worry because you're home. Like I've said time and time again tonight, your home is not here. You know, so I love you all. I really do. Thank you for all the prayers. Thank you for all the wonderful comments. If you know, if I could, I'd hug you all. Um, I would. I'm I'm that kind of guy. I'm just a big old hugger. But um, you know, hopefully, hopefully soon the Lord will completely heal me and uh, I'll be back on and and. Better than I was before, I'm hoping. But, Matter of uh, fact, when that happens, an insidious whispered that you guys may come on out on a little trip and we can do Kilted Christian live from Kilted Christian Studio. Once again, it's just a room at the back of my house, but it sounds cooler when I call it a studio. My wife, she's, uh, yeah, she'll make that happen. I guarantee it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, brother, thank you again. Um, like I said, we'll get you back on uh, post haste, man. Always, anytime, you know, you're always welcome here. Um, tomorrow night we've got Allie Graff coming on. So if you guys remember Allie Graff, we had her, uh, towards the beginning of when we first started Kilted Christian running for office over in, uh, Missouri. Um, phenomenal. This is a, this is a true warrior right here. So you guys are going to love what she's, um, fighting right now. Um, we, uh, Moonwolf and I watched one of her videos the other night of her actually in local Congress on fire, just going off on these people. And they didn't even know what to say back to her because she crosses her T's and dots her eyes, man. She's a, she's a tough one. So that'll be a good conversation. We're going to be having uh tomorrow, Thursday night, uh, MSM liars is normal. So, um, we got some good ones coming up here, guys. And then, like I said, I'll let you guys know as soon as uh, we can get Michael back on for another one. I know we love coming on here and he definitely wants to be part of this, uh, semi-annually going forward. So at least twice a month. So it's going to be pretty awesome. But uh, once again, Jeff, I love you. Thank you so much. Uh, Giving Sidious our love as well. And all of you right here in chat, God bless you all. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for joining us nightly. Guys, God put us all together for a reason. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome once we figure this out. We just need to stay on our mission, work together, and get through this. Break up the division. Keep on praying as much as we possibly can. But we got a great group of warriors right here, and I am so thankful for all of you. I love y'all very, very much. Thank you for listening to Kilt the Christian episode 538, Tower Babel. We'll be back tomorrow evening.
with Ali Graf. Guys, have a beautiful evening, and I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last Stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. Or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets regular. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening and a spoiler alert incoming. God wins. So fear not, stress not, let go of all of your anxiety. Keep in prayer. Pray, pray, pray more than you ever have. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. God has not asked too much of us. We can rise above what he's asked us to do and do even more. I know I love my God and want to do anything for him as you guys are too. So keep on serving him as much as you possibly can. We got some crazy times coming ahead of us, but God will give us absolutely everything we knew to get through this guys i love you all very very much with all my heart have an absolutely beautiful evening we will see you tomorrow evening for kilted christian episode 539 with ali graf in the meantime have a beautiful evening and god bless